Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Australia on this day. My name's Michael Adams and today we're going back to Saturday the 5th of September 1908. That was the day that Australia's most famous and beloved poem was published and it was a work that had been begun by its poet when she was still a teenager. I'm talking of course about Dorothea McKellar's My Country, although that's not what it was first called. Dorothea McKellar was born on the 1st of July 1885 in Point Piper in Sydney to Dr Charles McKellar and his wife Marion. The family was well-to-do and Dorothea grew up with much privilege. Rather than go to school, she had a governess who gave her private tuition. Dorothea loved languages and would be fluent in Spanish, Italian and French. She adored poetry, filling exercise books with her verses, and she was similarly fond of acting, enjoying making up plays and characters that she'd perform with her close friend and fellow writer, Ruth Bedford. As a teen, Dorothea sat in on university lectures for fun, rather than enrolling to sit exams. She said this was one of the best ways to improve one's mind, and much better than labouring away at a degree like a bullock yoked to a cart. In her youth, Dorothea travelled widely overseas with her family, going to Europe, Asia and the Americas, where she took in the world's great art, architecture and antiquities. Although Dorothea lived a cosmopolitan life that saw her travel the globe, she was actually most at home in the Australian countryside. She got to experience the bush life on a regular basis thanks to her family owning properties, including a station called Toryburn at Maitland and another at Gunnedah. Dorothea was a good horsewoman who loved getting out into the harsh beauty of the Australian landscape. She experienced the agony of drought and danced barefoot with joy when the rains came. Even more inspiring was watching the landscape regenerate. In 1965, Dorothea would tell the Sydney Morning Herald, quote, I saw it happen, literally. I was on my parents' property out of Maitland and after the rain, I was on the veranda writing a long letter to a friend in England. The paddock was cracked from the drought, a dark colour. As I wrote the letter, the land to the horizon became green. I would not have seen this by walking across the paddock, but from the veranda looking to the horizon, it was actually becoming green. This would become part of her most enduring poem, with that greenery referred to as a filmy veil. While Dorothea had seen more of the world than most young women and men of her time, she was a third-generation Australian and fiercely proud of the land of her birth. In 1904, when she was 19, she was playing tennis with friends and they were chatting about their trips to England. One said England was, quote, so green and tidy and, well, civilised after Australia. To which Dorothea recalled responding, quote, You shouldn't try to compare the two. They're so different. I do admire England, but I don't feel at one with it. Afterwards, Dorothea turned the conversation over in her mind, and the first stanza of the work she was mentally composing reflected her friend's sentiments about England. Speaking of green and shaded lanes, and brown streams and soft, dim skies. The following stanzas would then express her own feelings about Australia, starting, of course, with, 
I love a sunburnt country. Dorothea began writing the poem in 1904 at Toryburn, and she continued drafting it back in the city. In fact, she'd continued to tweak this poem, then called Core of My Heart, for the next four years. Then, when she was in London, she submitted her poem to The Spectator, which published it on this day in 1908. Core of My Heart, which Dorothea would retitle My Country and whose verses she'd further tweak, was then published in the Sydney Morning Herald and in newspapers all over Australia. The poem was received rapturously, and not long after its publication, it was in school textbooks and being recited by Australia's first 20th century generation, whose sense of national identity had been forged by Federation and whose patriotism would soon be stirred by the Great War. Dorothea's first book of verse, The Closed Door, which included My Country, was published in 1911. A reviewer for Lone Hand magazine said the book meant there was, quote, room for Dorothea McKellar on the sacred shelf of Australian verse. The Closed Door would go into six editions, and it opened a door for Dorothea when she won a fan in Joseph Conrad. The author of Heart of Darkness, Lord Jim and the Secret Agent, was a very reserved man. But Dorothea's verses so moved him that he wrote to her when she was in England in 1912, asking her to visit him in Kent. She did, and they became close friends, with him even teaching her a technique he'd developed for saving up first impressions to use later in writing. Dorothea McKellar was modest about her work. She'd later say in an interview with the Sydney Morning Herald, quote, I do not consider I have written a line of real poetry in my life. The reason my country enjoyed a certain amount of popularity is that it was a statement of fact, and it was sincere. She may have been modest and sincere, but she was also serious, saying that when it was time to work, she'd tell her family, quote, I'm going to the study now. Please don't disturb me unless someone is dead. After the closed door, Dorothea published three more books of verse, The Witch Maid in 1914, Dream Harbour in 1923, and 1926's Fancy Dress and Other Verses. She also wrote a novel set in Argentina called Outlaw Luck and co-authored two more novels with her good friend Ruth Bedford. While her poetry was serious, she said her novels weren't. At least, that's how she was quoted in Australian Women's Mirror magazine in 1927. She said, I hope no one takes my fiction seriously because it was only done for fun and my published novels must on no account be regarded as serious work. As for her poetry, Sydney's literary circles around this time could enjoy Dorothea, who was a striking, dark-eyed figure with a wonderfully precise voice, reciting her works. In her long green chiffon gown, the Australian Women's Mirror in 1927 said she called to mind a mythical Irish heroine, quote, with the mind of a visionary peering with white face and burning eyes through the black branches of the night. Dorothea retired from writing around this time, though she remained active in Sydney writing and publishing circles. Having had two failed engagements when she was in her 20s, Dorothea wasn't to marry. After World War II, she moved into a little brick house in Darling Point, where, attended by a maid who'd been with the family for 40 years, she suffered poor health and drank too much brandy. Dorothea still loved the bush though, and her favourite place was a cottage at Pitwater, which was accessible only by boat, and where the waves were right at her door, and the kookaburras stole food from her plate while wallabies played on the lawn. While My Country had been popular for half a century, the woman who'd written it faded from public view, with many people simply assuming she'd died. 
1955, Dorothea gave a rare interview to the Sydney Morning Herald. The newspaper's writer said that while Dorothea was now 70, there was nothing old world about her with her short suburban hair, deep precise voice and self-deprecating wit. She told the Herald, quote, I'm a great disappointment to the younger generation who think that anyone who wrote a poem that their parents learned at school should have died ages ago. Ten years later, in 1965, the Herald sought an interview after hearing that Dorothea was ill. She agreed, but the conversation took place in a private hospital in Ranwick where she'd been a periodic patient for some years owing to heart and other troubles. Again, Dorothea joked about how long she'd lived. She said people thought she was dead because, quote, people in hard covers should be dead, like Shakespeare. The following year, Dorothea's most famous words were recited by an unlikely figure, American President Lyndon Baines Johnson, who recited My Country to Harold Holt at a dinner honouring the Australian Prime Minister in New York. In October 1967, Dorothea had a fall at home and broke her hip. While she was in hospital, she was awarded an OBE in the New Year's Honours. Just two weeks after that, Dorothea McKellar died in hospital. She passed away on the 14th of January 1968 at the age of 82. Nearly 40 years later, in February 2017, Dorothea McKellar's original handwritten poetry notebook, Verses 1907-1908, which contains the only known manuscript of Core of My Heart slash My Country, became the first Australian literary archive to be added to UNESCO's Australian Memory of the World Register. Dorothea McKellar was also the first Australian woman to have her literary work so honoured. Celebrating this, the official blog of the State Library of New South Wales nicely summed up the impact that Dorothea McKellar's poem had had. Quote, My country found its mark with readers of all ages and levels of society, fanning nascent nationalism in the post-Federation and pre-war eras. McKellar's poem voiced powerful statements of fervent patriotism and connection to the land, just as Australia was coming of age as a nation and on the brink of participation in global warfare. Through this single literary work, generations of Australians have come to cherish the poem's lyrical expression of McKellar's relation to and love of the land, as well as the author's articulation of pride in her identity as an Australian. I'm Michael Adams and you've been listening to Australia on This Day. Make sure you're subscribed to get every episode as soon as it's released. If you've enjoyed the show, I'd love it if you could leave a review and rating at iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're after more tales from our fascinating history, check out my other show, Forgotten Australia. This podcast was produced in the Blue Mountains of New South Wales on land traditionally owned by the Darug and Gundungurra people. Thanks for listening and catch you tomorrow. 